Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today I am going to share a testimony. I've entitled this, uh, Compel Them to Come In. The following testimony was shared by Barb Kerber about the conversion of her dad a few days before he died, which was about 10 days ago. I'm sharing it with her permission in this condensed and edited form. Barb gives all the glory to God. She says, I went to see dad and we talked the best he could about all kinds of things. As I sat on the edge of his bed, I asked dad if he didn't make it through this, if he knew where he would spend eternity. His response was with a little smirk, well, I guess I'll find out when I get there, sis. I shuddered. My pops was probably going out into eternity without a clue as to where he would spend it. I proceeded to tell him that he could know where he was going and be sure of it. But dad looked away, slightly turned his head. I was telling him that the way to heaven was to believe and trust only in Jesus. That Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. I told him his life savings wasn't going to get him there, and I was scared for him. Dad wasn't listening to me at all. I grabbed his face in my hands, and I sternly told him that he had to listen to me about eternity, because he was going there someday. I told him I was dead serious about what I was talking about. I held his face in my hands and I made him look at me in the eyes. And I told him that his eternity was just as serious to me as it was for him. His reply was, yeah, yeah, sis. I was heartbroken at my pop's response. This was my dad and the time was short and tense. When I left that day, I took his face in my hands again and made him look me in the eyes and told him I really wanted him to think about what we had talked about. He said, Okay, sis. The next morning, Pops called. I could barely understand him as now he had been put on a CPAP mask that was blowing oxygen into his lungs. He finally got it out that he wanted to know how to get to heaven and be with Jesus. He had thought about what was said the day before. I immediately went into a complete salvation-sharing mode and led my dad in a prayer on the phone to Jesus. Dad confessed he was a sinner, and there was no way of getting to heaven except to believe and trust in Jesus. Pops asked Jesus for forgiveness and for Jesus to come into his heart and save him from an eternal hell. The Holy Spirit had planted that seed in Dad's heart the day before. I knew right then my dad was going into eternity, and it was going to be with Jesus. He called me again that night and we talked more about Jesus as to what he had done for dad and who Jesus really was. I reassured him that salvation was nothing a person can physically get out and do, but a matter of accepting Jesus into his heart and asking for forgiveness. He couldn't really believe that. He was thinking he had to get out of bed, do something spiritual, do some spiritual movement or something. The next day I was able to go up and see him. Dad took my hand in his this time and thank me for telling him about Jesus. He said he had been so lost and did not know these things. I could tell in his eyes that he was honest 
and now understood. We talked more about Jesus and what heaven was going to look like, that he would be able to breathe again and his rheumatoid arthritis would be gone. Dad had gotten some crazy thought that hell was just going to be a quick burn up and it was over. Oh my. I went on to tell him, the Bible says absolutely not. It is eternal. Burn forever and ever. And it will be horrifically bad. He looked at me with eyes wide open. He did not know this. I explained to him this had to be a heart acceptance for him with Jesus and not just a head thing to just have some sort of knowledge about him. This had to be felt deep in his heart and soul and to believe what Jesus is all about. I also told Dad that Jesus had given him a huge blessing to finally have, the, have this opportunity to accept him. I said many people don't have this time and opportunity to get Jesus because they are instantly killed and find themselves in the presence of the Lord not having a clue. Dad smiled. He knew he had received a blessing from the Lord. I asked Dad where Jesus was, and he said, In my heart. I asked him who Jesus was. He said, My Savior. When I came back the next time, we talked more about Jesus and who he was and what he did. We went into it all again. That Jesus loved him so much that he was nailed on the cross for all of Dad's sins. He died, and Jesus said he would rise again. And he did proving to the whole world that he was God. God even gave him a time frame, three days. I jokingly said to Dad that if he thought he was God, he'd better be rising up and showing up on my doorstep. He said, no, he wasn't God. We went through the sin issues. We talked about comparing ourselves with others. I told him our comparison uh, for sin is to compare ourselves with Christ. Everyone is a dirty scoundrel, and we can't compare to each other. Compare to Christ, and then see how we measure up. He knew he was one of those dirty scoundrels. He got it all. He was completely in his right mind. This was the last day we had together. Dad and I had shared some pretty intimate moments and conversations that day. I kept asking where Jesus was, and he kept saying, Right here, sis, <clears throat> as he would touch his chest. I decided to leave because I could see Dad was getting tired, and I knew he had gotten what he needed. When I left, I took his face in my hands, <clears throat> and I had him look me in the eyes and told him I truly loved him, and I thanked him for his decision in Christ, and that I really meant it and was serious. I reassured him that I would see him someday, and we would chat some more. He said he was going to be looking for me and told me, thank you. I kissed his forehead, and he said he loved me and that he was serious. We smiled. I said, bye, Pops. And he replied, bye, sis. I left. Later that night, <clears throat> he became very distressed, and the nurses had to give him some comfort care medicine. It was a downhill process after that. Finally, about 9.45, I called, and he was still holding his own. I said to the nurse that he must be waiting for something. I asked the nurse to go down and tell Dad that his daughter had called and to tell him that it was okay to go to be with Jesus and that I would see him again someday. She called me right back in about three minutes. She said she had done as I asked and told Dad what I said. He took one final breath and was gone. She said she had never experienced anything like that before, and she was crying. This stings. It bites hard. It's gut-wrenching. 
But, but knowing that my pops is in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, makes all the difference in the world to me. Knowing that I have a fellowship time coming ahead to reminisce and laugh and talk with him is a joy that is indescribable to me. Please take a minute to thank our Heavenly Father in Jesus for all he did for my pops. A soul was saved from that burning eternal hell. Luke 14, 23. Then the master said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Lord God, we do thank you so much for your amazing grace and your mercy. Thank you for, for saving Barb's dad. Thank you for using Barb to compel him, to compel him to come in. And by grace, by the Holy Spirit working in his heart, he did respond. There is that great mystery. We can never fully comprehend uh, your sovereignty and our responsibility. But Lord, through it all, the glory goes alone to you, as Barb has emphasized. So we just want to, again, thank you for working in Clayton's life and bringing him to a saving faith and that he is now in your presence because he repented and he put his faith in Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Lord, indeed, may we be busy about our Father's business, compelling them to come in that your house may be filled. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.